we are live reacting to the Bears 28 to 13 finish what you start this time win over the Detroit Lions who I think are rapidly being exposed as not a real contender in the NFC that'll probably vision that team's not beating Dallas Philly or San Francisco right now not a chance Chris how are you? What is your big takeaway from this game? Uh, I'm I'm stunned. Uh, it not just that they won; they won by double digits. Um, it wasn't close at all in the second half. Right, it was a yeah. total beatdown in the second half. It really was. And that's one of my big thoughts. Actually, was the team got better in the second half, which we have not seen in the Eberflus era. Uh, Justin got better in the second half, which is unusual. <laughs> we, uh, like he he was not good in the second quarter at all. Like the first drive was great, second quarter not good. Uh, third was better, fourth was okay. Um, I am I would like to put that game in the good category for Justin. How do you feel about that? In my uh, Tricky. It's definitely not terrible, and it's definitely not great. It's either meh not or great. good. Not great. Oh, we could take meh. If we, we, could, if we, we could. I see. I think this is almost like a Rorschach test. Like, what do you see? <laughs> if you like him still, you see a good game because you know almost there total yards. Which man, the passing game is still like pulling teeth, but the total yards weren't bad. There were no turnovers. That's a big one for people. Mostly for me, it's the fumbles. I like that there weren't any of those. The one that came out was clearly already down, and they got that call right. And uh, and then he played much better in the second half. He also totally airmailed a throw that would have clinched the game a tad earlier than it was clinched. Usually the throw is not the problem. Ian Mooney still can't get on the same page. Yeah. Not sure what that's about. Does it look like to you that he keeps overthrowing Moody? Like it's always just too high? It's high. Yeah, I don't know. Seems like it. It's weird. Something's not working. Something's not working there. But the the one plus two connection is is working and, and look good. Yeah, and that was a great stat on the broadcast. Yeah. But basically, they lead the league in QB rating with a targeted receiver. Like, pretty, pretty good. That, that DJ Moore fellow. But my big takeaway to answer my own question for a second, and this is probably no surprise to most of us, the Bears are not going to make this easy. They're not going to make the evaluations easy. It was easy, and they're going to make it harder. And if you're going to get a scenario, it's happening now. It is probably happening on Twitter as I speak. Yeah, I'm not. See if he'll be the D coordinator. You know, like, because the defense is playing really well. They are. We should not deny this. And I still think you should fire him because the ceiling is so low. And it's, we've done this my entire life where the defense carries the offense and they go nowhere, as Cousin Nate put it. Cousin Nate! You know, they go to the playoff once every four or five years and get beat by a real quarterback. Like, we got to quit doing this. It, it's just true. But at the same time, you know, the, the defenders of the coach and more importantly, the Bears brass can start pointing to this run of defense and be like, well, we're not, we don't want to fire him just when it's clicking on that side of the ball to start over fresh with someone unproven. Now, if they're starting over fresh with somebody like Harbaugh, who's got some NFL chops, it might be a different thought process. But I think a lot of people, if this, if, 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 big if, hence the three or four times, 
if the defense keeps playing this well, there's going to be a ton of people who agree with the logic of keeping it. And if Fields Ooh. keeps playing this, there's going to be a lot of people who say, don't draft his replacement. He's getting the job done. And I'm going to sit there and say, man, that's a low bar. I feel like the bar is still too low. It's still too low. And maybe, maybe if we can cut down on the stretches of play where we just can't do anything and we're paralyzed and we don't throw the ball and stuff like that, it'll improve. That I still have got to see some consistency and some actual willingness to throw NFL open, not Ohio State open. Uh, yeah, that reminds me. There was a, a tweet thread a week or two ago that um, showed how it compared the receivers Caleb Williams has thrown to in college compared to the ones that uh, Fields threw to in college. And every single receiver Fields had at Ohio State, or almost all of them, ended up being first round NFL draft wide receivers. Whereas Caleb Williams had like mm -hmm. two or three that may even make the NFL. So yeah, obviously um, the guy in Minnesota is the best player he's played with, obviously Jordan Addison. Um, yeah. So like, but I don't want to, I don't want to take anything away from fields in the second half. Besides that one really bad throw. It's, it's still a kind of, all over the place, but the second half was pretty good. He made a proper amount of plays with his legs. Didn't rely on it. I don't think an absurd amount. Two touchdowns. He and Moore again is the real story. If you're looking for positives offensively, and there's still a lot of plays where I'm like, throw the ball, throw the ball. Why are we not throwing the ball? And I can yeah. promise you, the all 22 review is going to be dreadful for the first half. Well, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, what if we got him a better play caller? What if we had one more really good weapon on the outside? You know, like there's times where it's tantalizing because you do see the talent. That play he made where Hutchinson's like, what the crap? I had him sacked twice. Where is he? <laughs> yeah. Like that's freakish stuff. And you can see why people are excited about him still. Mm -hmm. I can't stand the deer in the headlights back there not throwing the ball plays just as much as I'm excited by those others. And it's like really tricky. Back to my overall point here. They're going to make this difficult. Because I'm almost guilty of trying to have it both ways. You love the exciting plays, and sometimes they come out of holding the ball too long. But you recognize how inefficient that is, and sometimes it's a disaster. But kudos to him. No big fourth quarter issues. Big bounce back in the second half overall. And I still can't stand the coaching approach to the end of games for the most part. Although it was better today, but still not, not perfect. And it, it's just, we, we aren't getting any kind of clarity with games like this. Like, it was still too muddy and messy for too long of stretches, but it wasn't a total dumpster fire either. It's like they're going to make this difficult. Yeah. It, it didn't move the needle for me one way or the other in terms of quarterback. So, uh, um, I guess because of that, I'd have to go with my, go with meh, like you said. So, Fields, according to my categories, he's got to have three great, and uh, one good the rest of the way. Yeah, I think you can justify calling this one of the good, but it's a, it, to me it's on the fence between Matt and good because that stretch in the first half was really terrible. It was, yeah. But the bounce back is great. We've seen that now in the throw to DJ at the end of the Vikings game and then most of the second half today, that character again, like we were talking about Friday. Like There is a certain toughness to him that I love. But man, here's what really gets me and why I think it's still imperative to fire the coaches at the very least. You can't bring Getsky back. <laughs> He's calling and running up the middle two or three times in this game. No, I don't want him to be 
Cam Newton in terms of his shelf life. Oh, like, like, and then you call the toss to DJ on fourth and one. Like, what are we I, doing? Yeah. He's got to be gone. But how are you getting a good candidate in here with the lame duck-ish head coach? It's untenable. A clean start is still better. I agree with you, Shugo. He says, this game has answered nothing besides confirming my anxiety that some coaches might be retained. <laughs> I, I understand it's hard to make a call on coaching from a win, but I'm still completely out on the coaches. Defense is one of three sides of the game, and it's one of six to seven major parts of coaching. Well said. He's doing a great job with the defense because you know what he is? A defensive coach? He's qualified to be a defensive coordinator. You know what he's not? Coordinator, excuse me. Good enough to be a head coach at the rest of it. Uh, former student Tim. Former student Tim, welcome. To chimes in with the thought that the Bears brass would justify a coach for half the ball being top fifteen is comical. Yeah, pretty much. And they're they're like up to eight or something, but yeah, I agree. I totally agree. It's it just can we just please keep the bar high? But great win, and when I'm watching it, you know, I want them to win. I'm not rooting for losses. They're not team like last year, and the dream of a QB plus Marvin is dead anyway. So. Now you're in a scenario where you're like, you want to see the young players play better and develop, and that if they win some, that's not a bad thing this year, in my opinion, because five versus seven or eight isn't that big of a deal when you got Carolina giving you the one. Mm. Right? Yeah. Thanks to the Saints. Shout out to them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Saints. <laughs> Gosh, man, Bryce Young. Oh, I guess sit there with the red zone up on my other monitor, right? And he's just getting ragdolled. Every time they tackle him, it's like – it's like they're tackling a junior higher, you know, like it's just <laughs> all wrong. He's so light. I'm worried about him. And I look up his numbers for kicks, right? And I was like, I got to share this on the pod. He was 13 of 36. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. One fumble, four sacks. So he didn't turn it over a ton, but 33%. Not even. Under that, like 30. I don't feel like doing the math exactly, but. Oh, man. That's, uh, that's a rough deal down there. He's got no help, and, man, what a trade that was. No first Yeah, Poles, man. Holy cow, that was great. I mean, that, that trade is saving Poles' job, right? Like, we can just pretty much go ahead and say that. Yeah. Plus, what, there's no way they're getting rid of Poles now. No, no way. Not the way that his picks have looked on the defensive side the last couple weeks, too. Yeah, well, between the DJ and the, all the guys he's brought in on D, they've all been good. Hey, shout-out to uh, uh, Jervon Dexter with his first sack, or maybe it was a half officially. Half sack, but yeah. Yeah. Montez Sweat. That's a Nelson point too, Shugo. (laughs) Sorry. I'll read that one next. I got a text from my from my buddy Brian, my Wheaton buddy Brian. Wheaton buddy Brian. Uh (laughs) (laughs) um oh gosh, what did he say? I just I'm still so excited they won't forgot Chris. All right, I'll read his comment while you do that. He said Poles has done a great job of being non committal to fields. Wish he'd use some of that language for his coaching staff. Or, you know, fire them. Yeah, I admit that, that press conference still weighs heavy on the heart where he's, like, all in on them. And then his comments today where they're, like, close to being elite, I was like, are you just saying this to, like, have your guys back? Or you can't really think you're elite, right? Like, defense is playing at maybe, maybe approaching that level, but they still haven't beaten very many good quarterbacks. But you don't, you don't mean the whole team. I mean, it's just like – we, we can't be dumb enough to believe that and smart enough to fix some of the stuff we fixed, right? That's just like GM speak midseason. Yeah. And if it is, then let's just not talk. <laughs> let's just drop that weekly appearance. 
But I agree. I wish he would be a little less committed to the coach, but I don't I don't know what he can do midseason. Right. Uh, what do you think of former student Tim's idea uh, here? Does Lovey deserve a statue yet for making this all happen? Hey, I like giving him one last, last January, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, anything else? Like, what else really uh, uh, maybe swung that? Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. You remember a couple of weeks ago, Ryan Poles said, uh, I know you guys can't see it, but they're close. Was he kind of right after you see a game like this? Or more right than wrong? Or maybe just in terms of his players? Yeah. I, I, well, yes, on the last one for sure. Cause all the guys that he's committed to are largely worth Not all of them, but enough of them. We even had a Valus Jones reception. Yes, we did. Just 50 more to go to make it worth a third-round draft pick. <laughs> And Defensively, I think it's definitely true what he said. You can say it. And you see how it's come together with Sweat on the team and Jalen Johnson, another interception, pay the man. Yeah. First year with a couple near interceptions. Edmonds with an interception. He's playing great football now. He's been great since the injury. I gave him a hard time earlier in the year because I was like, uh, he's getting paid a lot. I don't know what he's doing out there. He had an yeah. awesome tackle on an outside run, or it was a quick pass, whatever it was, that would like save like 20 yards. He's like the only guy who would. Uh, so, and TJ Edwards has been amazing. TJ Edwards to be a Pro Bowl. I know. It, he's, like the, you can throw a lot of bouquets at Ryan Poles' acquisitions, as it turns out. Pickens yeah, yeah. had a big hit on Goff for the interception, I think, or one of the fourth down plays. Yep. Mentioned Dexter already. The, the defense is doing its job for sure. Here's a. I think we should address this. Uh, wait, that's the. The wrong one here. Let me put this quote up here. On this you do both. Shugo. I've got like five minutes. <laughs> okay. Shugo, it's, I just wish I liked any of the college QBs to make the franchise decision easier to make. It's all a problem. It's it all a problem. problem. Yeah, it so, yeah, that's the thing. Like, who are uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, still expected to be one and two. Um, but man, neither one of them really had a strong finish. Both of them are no. riding what they did earlier in the year, or in Caleb Williams' case, last year. I think you can easily see a scenario, okay, if we're just doing hypotheticals still before the season hits. That's all we are to do here. But where they say, if we have to win for our jobs next year, we'd rather try it with Fields because the rookies are probably not going to be C.J. Stroud out of the year. Although no one thought he would be. But the way they finished, you're right, it's hard to really be like, this is my guy. By the way, I love the trade down with the Patriots idea. You just you take one and we'll take the other and a bunch of picks. <laughs> yeah. But like you, said, if Fields can just get the ball out properly, the rest of it's coming along. You know, I, I don't know. Like they're not in a bad situation with the number one pick. It's exciting, but it's not right. crystal clear what they should do at QB. And I think it yeah. still is clear what you should do at head coach because I just don't think the bar is being set high enough for the way this league is normally. Yeah. The problem with problem is today was a great example of complimentary football. There's a signature win for the coach. You know, it is. I can I can admit this. Yeah, and it's every I, I just thought, you know, win three, four in a row, and it starts to be somewhat different. Two, it's like I'm not impressed by two. Everybody's supposed to get the two. Like, yeah, do it again. But, but big win against a team with a good record. Nice job. Nine and three. Yeah, they were nine and three. The the 
Bears have beaten more teams with a winning record than the Dallas Cowboys now. He's finally worked it in. That's right. No, actually, just kind of hit me well toward the end of the fourth quarter. You know the the other takeaway that that really kind of hurts, but I had to as it looked like they were going to win, like you know the fourth quarter. Like man, this makes those two losses with the lead hurt. You're seven and six, and not just in the hunt. You're like at the top of the end the hunt list. Yeah. You finish off the Broncos and Lions game. I mean, Ugh. yeah, that's uh, that's seven and six, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If they held on to those. Wow. All right, another one from former student Tim. Former student. As one of the areas of coaching, and I would say one of the most important, but yeah. How do you grade Felice and the staff on the, in the area of player development on offense and defense, especially knowing the team is young? Well, the defense is definitely coming along. I think we might have to give Morgan, the O-line coach, a little bit of love with how the tackles play. Terrible game yeah. for Nate Davis, by the way. Mm-hmm. He was a turnstile on a couple plays. Um, I don't know because I think you had to go position group by position group because really it's those coaches that develop more than like a head coach and I think receivers not developing well at all like Mooney's taking a step back and he's your main young guy there and Tyler Scott's a rookie so it's too hard to sell and Moore doesn't need your coach <laughs> right? so like you don't really get much love there running backs are kind of hard to say obviously they got rid of that guy anyway um, but the tackles on defense are probably the most interesting case where they are coming along slowly but surely and i think they need more reps and i'll be curious if they got them because both of them did splash a little bit today and a little bit the last couple games so i don't think we really know yet overall i know that's kind of a lame answer but no. it depends on the position and i don't know how much of it is how do i how do i not in the building know how much it's the player's work ethic versus the coach riding him versus what he's being taught but the young defense is coming along no it's yeah. Uh... Very impressive. I remembered what I was, what Buddy Brian told me. It was, uh, he thinks that my Buddy Brian, Wheaton Buddy Brian, that uh, uh, their one defensive end for being a really good defense. And I think, yeah, free safety. Yeah. I think the free safety is a big need as the time moves forward here. Wide receiver two, center, no, no particular order. Other edge, although Ngakwe had a good game, but he did get hurt. I don't know if he came back in. Uh, free safety, those are my big. You know what? I you know what you can take off the Hunter, table. Hunter's not doing much. <laughs> Go ahead. He's he's a draft pick too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, but... Left tackle. You don't yeah, that's I said the other week. It's like he's playing well enough. You don't need Three one week. against Aiden Hutchinson. He did really well. I, you gotta love what Braxton Jones showed today. Yeah, lots of good things. Lots of good things for the future. Lots of. Um, these young good players they're going to transfer over into a, the next regime if there is a coaching change this year so yeah uh, i'm not worried about a coaching change from that perspective you know the players will be just fine yeah they'll be so, fine. yeah the qb change uh, would actually bother the locker room more they love just his back whatever you want to make of it that dude dj moore came on strong this week about that yeah. just the other day so yeah how much does that uh, weigh into a GM's decision? You know, it, it counts yep. for something, I guess. But. Yeah, it's just a, it's a tough day to have a hot take, and that's why I think it's weird when people are so staunchly in one camp or another on stuff. Like they they won the game against a real team, 
maybe even expose that team a little bit. Jalen Johnson was great against uh, against a good receiver. I don't know how much he followed him, but they did bottle up St. Brown. That's worth a yes, note, they too. did. And Hudson had a couple plays, but he also got washed out a couple times. I mean, they, they played a good game. This is to their credit, and I don't want to lose the forest for the trees in a post-game episode, right? Like, enjoy the win. I yeah. think they're – they're rebuilding enough that we don't need to be like, let's be miserable and root for losses every week like we did last year because you yeah, needed right. that capital. And <laughs> you see what they've done with. Yes. And now let's, uh, you know, we got what, four more of these? Five more of these? Uh, Whatever it is. Yeah. That was five, right? Yeah. We've got uh, Cleveland Cardinals, Falcons, Packers. Yeah, four more. So I think we got to also be careful, though. And then I got to get going for this yeah. Christmas party. We cannot be so biased by the recent run of games that we overlook the rest of the body at work, especially on the coaches. I think with Fields, if, if some of the flaws are getting fixed, that's maybe a different conversation. But And I want to give Bruce the same opportunity. But, but like, he didn't demonstrate any of it on offense or game management. He's done it on defense. He's either got to rein in his OC or he's got to manage the game better at the end for me to even begin to entertain. Yeah. Because, like, like Hugo said, coaching the D well is only one of six or seven big time parts of the job. So you might be able to give him D, and let's just graciously say, you, yeah, for real, trying to wrap it up, and I'm so bad at that. Give him the defense and give him some of the player development. You're still missing a few of the big boxes to check. And I'm going to say, let's see if we can check him in the last month. But let, let's not fall for, you know, a one in three finish and they beat the Packers. Still terrible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind well, of I'm, more worried, I'm more worried about a three and one finish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll we'll see where it goes from here. Um uh you gotta go to your party. We we'll, we can wrap it up here. Uh, we can take the other questions Friday. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Yeah, we'll be back Friday to talk about the uh, upcoming Cleveland game in Cleveland, which uh Joe Flacco is probably gonna be the quarterback there. We'll see. Slinging it today, uh, Joe Flacco with three hundred yards. Yeah, t- uh, kind of a come down to earth for C.J. Stroud today, wasn't it? Like, oh, he got hurt too. Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, he got concussed. Oh, it looks uh, like it looks like I should not play doctor here. But you are a doctor. They're saying he left late with a concussion on the sports. Okay. Well, I hope he's all right. All right, man, enjoy your party. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in and joining in the conversation. We will uh, be back with the show for you on Friday to preview the Browns. Enjoy the week. The Bears won. Let's enjoy that, right? We can enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy that. All right. See ya. Bears. Bears. We're going to kick you in the teeth. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. My Chicago Bears. I love the Bears.